tuxedo. I feel like we're hosting like a Jerry Lewis telethon site or something. I'm like, what is going on? There's a tuxedoed man in this room. I haven't seen that in nine years of Next Level. I've never seen that. Unbelievable. Well, guys, today we're launching a brand new three-part series that we're calling The Spark, because the old adage really is true. It only takes a spark to set the whole forest on fire. Although, if you rewind the tape about 14 years, a little bit more than 14 years, when my wife and I were newlyweds, The old adage went like this, it only takes a spark slash Christmas tree to set the whole double wide you live in on fire. Okay, no, 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 really, we got, our tradition in our family is every year we get a, a a live Christmas tree. So we have been married uh, all of uh, just under a year uh, for Christmas, and my wife is like, hey, what are we going to do with the Christmas tree now that Christmas is over? And so my buddy and I were like, well, it's cold outside, there's a fireplace, Fire it up! (laughs) So he and I get the hacksaw out, you know, we're in our living room hacking up our Christmas tree, and then she's got the fire going, you know, we're like, all right, here we go. And we throw the first branch in there, and no lie, some of you know about from experience, it only takes a spark to set the whole double wide on fire. And it was like, these flames come flying out of our fireplace, and it was like, holy moly, if you know how to pray, sweetheart, pray now. Pray a lot, pray loud, pray fast, and go get the fire extinguisher while you're praying. Guys, listen, it only takes a spark to set the whole forest on fire. That's true. And here's what I want us to understand. I want us to understand that when it comes to us changing our world, it only takes a spark. When it comes to us changing our neighborhoods, changing our workplaces, changing our communities, it only takes a spark to set the whole thing on fire. This time of year, each year, we try and do something that we call basically our State of the Church Address or a a Vision Sunday of sorts, where we rewind the tape and we we look at what God has done in the past nine years now, but also the past one year. We look at where we're at in the present, and then we talk about and begin to dream about and begin to strategize about what God has for us this year. And as you just heard a few minutes ago, guys, this is our time. Listen, we're just a few short weeks away from moving into our first permanent facility. And it's crazy for me as I look back over the last nine years to think about how when it comes to Next Level Church, it really did only take a spark. Listen to this. Dictionary.com defines spark as anything that activates or stimulates. Anything that activates or stimulates. In sports, they call the key player on the team the spark or the spark plug. In, in, In an engine, in a car, That which lights up the engine is the spark that comes from the spark plug. For guys like me who do what I do in terms of writing messages like this on a regular basis, in in our circles when we talk about this, we talk about the fact that in message writing, once you have the spark, the content for your message basically almost falls out automatically. When you think about the history of our world, there there are strategic times, there are strategic moments where God raised up an an individual, a person, to become a spark that changed the nation. I think about in South Africa, the leader of Nelson Mandela, who endured 27 years of imprisonment and persecution, but was used by God as the spark to end the apartheid. Here in the United States of America, I think about Martin Luther King Jr., who was the spark to end and and completely change the racial divide 
and bring freedom to African Americans here in America. I, I think about, uh, about Mother Teresa and how she changed the face of humanitarianism across the globe because she was willing to be the spark. In more practical ways, Henry Ford was a spark that changed the transportation industry forever. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs were sparks that made it possible for, for advanced technology to be used by the everyman, by every single one of us. Listen, one person with a great idea can become the spark that changes everything. One small group of people with one God-sized idea can become the spark to change everything. And as we look back over the now coming up on nine years as a history of Next Level Church, listen, it is clear every step of the way that God has placed a spark inside of us, Next Level Church, that has the power to change and transform everything. It has the power to transform our workplaces. It has the power to transform our, our neighborhoods, our schools, our communities. Everywhere can be transformed by the power of a spark. And my contention today, as we talk through the state of the church address, as we talk through the vision that God has placed inside of us as next level church, as we look back and celebrate what God has done in the past, where we are in the present, and what's coming in the future. Guys, listen, I am more convinced than ever that it is a spark that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, that God is adding fuel to, that is changing our world. In the book of Acts, in the Bible, we read about a small group of people that God used, that God placed a spark inside of. And that spark became a flame. And for the last 2,000 years, that flame has grown into what we know as the local church. And we are, as Next Level Church, one of them. We are an expression, and God has chosen to use the local church to impact the world. There's no plan B. God's not willing to put his flame, his spark, in anything else, any other institution. He is using his primary plan is the local church to, to touch broken and hurting people. His plan is the local church of Jesus Christ to impact lives and parents and children and grandparents and our coworkers, our cities, our nation, and our world. We, the local church, are God's plan A. And I believe that God is placing a spark inside of each and every one of us today. A spark, a, a light, a flame that has the power to transform our schools, our workplaces, our marketplaces, our government agencies here in Southwest Florida can be transformed by the spark that God is igniting in our hearts today. Every city in Southwest Florida has the power to be transformed by this spark. And I believe Today on Vision Sunday, today on week one of this The Spark series, I believe that God is going to place a fresh and new spark in each and every one of us. Nine years ago, Next Level Church started out as a spark inside the heart of Matt and Sarah Keller and a couple of college guys. And over the last nine years, God has added fuel to that spark that has now become a flame that we know as Next Level Church. And can I just be honest with you? 
looking back over nine years, can I tell you, there were times where that spark, man, where we got it right. And there were times where we got it so horribly wrong. What people don't understand about our church is that when we started this thing nine years ago, we had never seen anything like this. This was like a grand hypothesis. We're like, what if? What if they don't have pulpits? What if we could create a church that we'd actually want to go to? We'd actually want to invite our friends to. And sometimes we got it right, and guys, I'm telling you, sometimes we didn't. Like, okay, it was not pretty. Like, this, we, we, got this, we moved here, and we were like, okay, we got to invite people. And so we got these balloons printed up that said Next Level Church on them. And we didn't even think about the fact that we should probably put our website on there so people could actually know what the heck we are instead of just putting Next Level Church on there. But anyway, we made like these, you know, thousand balloons or whatever that said Next Level Church on them. And so uh, uh, Mike and, and Dave, the, the two college guys, came over to our house and the, on a night, the night before, we blew up all of these balloons, 250 balloons. Blew them up. Helium, tank, the whole deal is $40. Like $40! It was so expensive. And so we spent like two hours blowing up all these helium balloons with the string and the whole deal. My living room was like full of all these helium balloons because the next morning we're going to the park to invite people to Next Level Church. And so we go to bed, you know, and we wake up the next morning. And <laughs> you know where the story's going, don't you? All of the helium is out of the balloons. And my living room is just 250 flat. Next level church, taking life to the next level, <laughs> balloons. Guys, I'm telling you, man, it wasn't all good. It wasn't all pretty, but God was good, and God figured it out. And now, over the last nine years, we can look back and see all that he has done, all that he's done. Listen to this. Since we began in 2002, we as a church have given away nearly a half million dollars to local, state, and world missions. That's awesome. We've been a part of planting and training hundreds of churches in the United States and hundreds more in nations like India, Sri Lanka, the Dominican Republic, the Philippines, throughout Western Europe. We've trained pastors in Kenya and Mexico. Stateside, we've been responsible for influencing several hundred pastors and encouraging them to take their churches to the next level. Listen to this. In just the last year, we personally, as a church, have trained 25 pre-launch church planters and sent them out to go plant churches across the United States. We've partnered with the ARC, the Association of Related Churches, is a fellowship of churches we're part of, to help plant over 60 churches last year, just in the last year. Personally, we as a church have coached over two dozen other existing church pastors from across the United States, coast to coast, and one in Germany, by the way. Unbelievable what God has done. Here locally, listen to this. We've fed hundreds and hundreds of people when we raised 25,000, we collected 25,000 canned goods in one day through our Feeding Fort Myers campaign on Palm Sunday weekend. Unbelievable. We, listen to this. We gave away over 5,000 backpacks 
to needy children who were ill-equipped to go back to school in August. And we partnered with several other churches, and together we gave away 5,000 backpacks full of school supplies. Here in our church specifically, last year we saw over 200 people make a decision to receive Christ as their personal Savior in our Sunday morning experiences. That's awesome. We baptized over 115 people live in our Sunday mornings last year. On the video and the thing and the worship and the, mm, the yeah and the green shirts, awesome. We dedicated over 30 children last year to the Lord with their families. In addition to all of that, just because our team doesn't have anything else to do, they decided that we would be in charge of being over a regional children's workers conference, a regional youth workers conference, and a regional student leadership conference where we were able to train hundreds and hundreds of people working with the next generation. That's awesome. Come on, you can clap. I feel a little like the president. I'd just like to say, <laughs> don't do, I don't, I don't have a good President Obama uh, Imitation, impersonation, I don't have it, so sorry, you'll have to pick somebody else. Uh, listen, uh, every week, without fail, we get emails or Facebooks or Twitters from people who, who, whose lives have been impacted by our church. Guys, listen to this, and, and, and here's what I know. I recognize that we get to see those a lot of times, but many of you who serve and give and love and pray, you don't get to see those. Listen, just, I just want to read you a piece of this. My fiance and I have been attending Next Level Church since the first week of January 2011, so just over a year ago. We immediately fell in love with the church and started attending regularly ever since. We've both reconnected with Jesus and have accepted him as our Savior. SOAP, which is how we study the Bible, has become a regular practice for us now and has helped us stay always close to God and his word. Pastor Matt and the entire staff, and I'll add the entire church, have motivated us to come back to church weekly and become better followers of Christ. And for that, we thank you. Guys, those stories happen over and over and over and over again. It's not just about numbers. It's about one number, the number one. It's about one engaged couple. It's about one married couple. It's about one child being impacted in our kids' zone. It's about one teenager being impacted on Wednesday nights in our student ministry or, or at an Axiom retreat, which is where several dozen of our teenagers are even right now. It's about one life being changed. And Next Level Church, I just have to tell you, it's working, baby. God is changing lives for this lifetime and for eternity because of each and every one of you. It's working. Financially, you'll notice in the bulletin we threw some financial stuff in there if you want to take a look at that. Some of you are interested in that. Others of you are like, I don't get it. That's all right. As you can see in your bulletin, in the last year we've given away because we believe in the principle of tithing, giving 10, at least 10% of our income away from us. And so for us as a church, we give that to world missions and state missions and local missions and church planting. Listen, in the last year, as you can see, we've given away over $135,000 in one year. As a church, listen to this. You want some numbers? Some of you are like, I like this story, but tell me about the numbers, brother. This is your part. Ready? As a church, we not only met our budget last year, 
during a building year. But our general income increased 6%, which, by the way, I'm just going to tell you, is miraculous. Every pastor we talk to, hang on, hang on, you'll, you get to clap in a second. Okay, every pastor we talked to over the last year said, yep, heading into a building year, your general will go down 10 or 15%, just count on it. Ours went up, 6%. Eve, all right, go ahead. See, one thing I got over the president right now is, like for him, only half the crowd claps at one, any given time. For me, I'm kind of like, everybody arrive. All right, we got the whole buddy. Oh, that's awesome. Good. Awesome. Okay, here's the deal. Listen, not only did our income go up by 6% in our general fund last year, but our staff, because they're just awesome like this, stayed right on budget in terms of our, our operating costs. And actually, the truth is, they were actually a little under budget, even when they had to accommodate in each of their departments with growth of about 130 more people who are attending our Sunday morning uh, services every week than were the year before. So our budget was built on 130 less people that they got to prepare for and, and meet the needs of departmentally. Guys, I'm just telling you, that is amazing with a capital AH and a capital amazing. <laughs> Even in a down economy. God has met the need through your extreme generosity, through so many of you who get the vision. You get it. You understand the principles of tithing and of giving. You understand the principles of sowing and reaping. And because of your uncommon generosity, Next Level Church, we've been able to do more with less and raise a lot of money for a first permanent, first permanent facility. You're to be commended. I'm just telling you. That's amazing. Some of you who are financial people and you kind of, you understand ROI or return on investment, let me just say this. Listen, when it comes to return on investment that we're seeing in people impacted per dollar given. See, in the investment world, it's, it's how much gain did you get for the amount that you put in. Well, in the church world, it's a little different because we measure it through, through souls, through life chains, through people that we impact. And when you consider people impacted per dollar given, I would pit Next Level Church against any other nonprofit organization in the country. I believe your return on investment here when invested into the spark that is Next Level Church in Southwest Florida, I believe it is unmatched on a people-touched, per dollar given basis than any other organization in the country. I just believe that. So, let me say this. On behalf of every life that's been changed, on behalf of every pastor we've trained, every church planter we've trained and sent out, on behalf of every hungry person we've fed, every single mom whose family we've clothed this year, on behalf of every sick person we've prayed for, every marriage that's been healed, every miracle that God has done, on behalf of every life that's been changed, Next Level Church, today, on behalf of them, I say thank you. Your investment is making a difference, not just in their lives in this life, but for eternity as well. So on behalf of all of them, thank you. Because your investment in the spark of Next Level Church has become a flame that's changing countless lives here locally, 
across our state and our nation and around the world. Now, here's where it gets good. In just a few short weeks, as you heard a minute ago, we're about to turn yet another corner in the life of Next Level Church. In just a few short weeks, baby, we're about to write a whole new chapter in the history of our church. And I believe that as the words begin to be written on a new chapter in our church, that the spark that has become a flame is going to grow even brighter. I believe that a flame, this flame that God's calling us to be, this light that he's calling us to become, is going to be greater than anything any of us have ever dreamt or imagined. This flame that will emerge in us has the power to light our world, our nation in southwest Florida like nothing we've ever seen before. But this flame that's going to be bigger, it's going to be bigger. And it's going to be bigger than any one individual or even group of people, a few of us combined. It's going to be bigger than just a few of us or one of us. This flame that God is calling us to be in the coming days is going to require the fuel of each and every one of our lives. Next Level Church, I believe that what has been adequate to fuel the flame up to this point will soon be inadequate to fuel the flame that God is calling us to be. See, this spark, this flame, this light God's calling us to be is going to necessitate each and every one of us to add our fuel, the fuel of our life, the fuel of our passions, the fuel of our, of our talents, of our abilities, of our giftings. It's going to require each and every one of us to add our fuel to this flame like never before. So Next Level Church, as we move forward into this next chapter, this next season, I believe this flame, this, this light, this spark that God's calling us to shine will require a few things. If you have your bulletin, I'd love for you to write these things down. Because I believe it will require three things from every single one of us who call Next Level Church our home. Number one, this flame that we're called to shine will bring with it a responsibility. It'll bring with it a responsibility. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12, everyone to whom much is given, to him much is required. Everyone to whom much is given, to him much is required. In other words, there is a responsibility for those who've been given much. And Next Level Church, I don't have to tell you, clearly we've been given much. Corporately and individually, we've been given much. Jesus was teaching some of his followers in the book of Matthew. And in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus tells the story or a parable, a story with a principle attached, to those listening that day. And he tells the story of a master who was leaving on a long journey. And so he called three of his servants to himself, and he gave to one of his servants five talents. To the next one he gave two talents, and to the next one he gave one talent. And then he left on his journey. Well, after a long period of time, Jesus is telling this story, the master returns and he calls his servants to himself because he wants to know what they did with the talents they were given. And so the, the servant who had been given five talents comes back to the master and he gives him ten. The servant who had been given two talents comes back to the master and he gives him four. But the servant who had been given one talent hesitated. 
Because see, he had become scared, he had become afraid, he had become preoccupied. And so instead of investing his talent and getting a good return, instead he buried it in the ground. So here's Jesus telling the story in Matthew 25 to this group of followers around him. And he says that the master, when he came back from his journey, and this man only returned with one talent. He had not done anything with the talent he'd been given. Jesus tells the story that the master became indignant, that he became angry. To the point that he actually took the one talent from that servant and gave it to the servant with ten. Well, at that, the listeners of Jesus' parable that day were, were, were just beside themselves. How could this be? And so Jesus then ends the story that he's telling in verse 29 by saying this, Look, for everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Next level, church. I tremble at the thought that we as a church could ever be too afraid or too busy or too distracted or too preoccupied with our own life to put what we've been given, what we've been trusted with to use for him. Listen, I believe we, Next Level Church, are a 10-talent church. But that comes with an extreme responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. So what about us? Let's make it personal for a minute. What about us? What about the talents we've been given? What about the talents that we're responsible for personally? Are we using them to advance God's kingdom? Or are we simply burying them in the ground? Are we using them to impact other people? Or are we simply using them to help ourselves get ahead? Guys, listen, here's what I know. I know that in order for us to be the light, the spark that God is calling us to shine in the days ahead, it's going to require hundreds more of us getting out of the stands, coming off of the sidelines, and getting in the game. So today as your pastor, I'm calling Hundreds of us who have previously been sitting on the, in the stands or, or sitting or standing on the sidelines to get in the game. Maybe you've been attending Next Level for the last few months and you're thinking to yourself, man, I really like it. I think it's cool. What do I do now? And maybe you've been watching all this going, okay, great, but, but now what? What's my next step? Well, guess what? Because we know that this flame that God's calling us to, to, to shine in our community in the days ahead is going to be bigger and brighter and require more and more fuel from us. As a staff, for about the last nine or ten months, we have been completely revamping. One more time. Revamping. How you and I get involved. How you and I offer our spark. How you and I offer our gifts, our talents, our passions, and our abilities. So, those of you who've been around a while, you, you know of the core process wheel that we've highlighted and shown for the last few years. Well, as of today, we're blowing that up. We're not going to physically blow it up because that would be sparks and it would be dangerous and this is a high school and we're not going to do that. But, it's no longer. In its place, as you heard in the announcement video a few minutes ago, we have created what we're calling our Discover Events. We've tried to streamline this process so that those of us who, who go, great, I like it, I'm on board, I want to offer my spark. 
so that you can do a few things. First of all, our Discover events are created so that you can discover the heartbeat of Next Level Church. That if you've got questions, if you want more information, if you want to know what makes this organization tick, that's what our Discover events are all about. Secondly, it's about discovering the heartbeat of our relationship with God. Because here at Next Level Church, we are just, we're committed to helping every single one of us reach our full potential in God. Third, our Discover events are designed to help you and I determine and figure out exactly how God created us, how he wired us, what the personality he gave us, the strengths and weaknesses, the experiences that he put inside of us so that we would be uniquely able to offer our gift, our spark, into the larger flame that is Next Level Church. That's what our Discover events are all about. So, beginning next Sunday night, from 5 to 7 at our warehouse, we're launching our Discover events. And the first one is going to be Discover NLC. And so listen, I'm believing that from now to the time we move into our building, that 150 to 200 of us, new people, who have previously been in the stands or on the sidelines, will get in the game. That you'll get to those Discover events. Dinner's going to be provided. Uh, child care is provided. We want to create two simple nights to make it as easy as possible for every one of us who call Next Level our home to offer our spark into the flame of what God is doing at Next Level Church. That's what this is about. Because we believe too much is given, much is required. We believe we have a responsibility to lost people, to unchurched people, to de-churched people. We have a responsibility, every one of us, to offer our gift for God's glory. In addition to responsibility, number two, if you want to write this down in your bulletin, I love that. I believe that the season we're heading into, the flame God's calling us to ignite, not only requires responsibility, but it will require a flexibility. Flexibility. Let me say this. I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm pretty stinking fired up. Get it? Fired up? Talking about spark. For our new first permanent location. Guys, I am like so, so, so excited. Like if I was an 80s song, I would be like, Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Like I'm that <laughs> excited. Yet another one. I would say rock the Casbah. Like I am that excited. Like if I was a Journey song, I'd say don't stop believing. Like I'm that excited. If I could think of any hit that Wham did, I would sing it right now, but I can't. But I can play a guitar. <laughs> no, just kidding. Guys, listen. Uh, <laughs> All right, are we having a good time? All right, good. Okay, here's the deal. Where we're going, this flame God is calling us to, to be and to, to ignite in the coming days is going to require flexibility. See, in order for us to move in sooner, it was important for us to, what's the uh, right term, economize some of our spaces in the new building. So, what that means in layman's terms is it's going to be a little different than here at the high school. Our spaces over there are going to be a little how should I say this? Smaller. Okay, so here's what I think, though. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. It's going to, like, I keep seeing some of the design stuff, and I'm just like, what? What? What is going on? Like, that's exactly how I would respond. Like, I really am like, 
what, what, what? Like three what's. Like it's, it's going to be cool. Okay, but here's the deal. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. But here's, here's, here's what we have to understand. When it comes to this whole flexibility thing, we have to understand that different doesn't mean bad. Like a, a new, you know, couple who has their first baby. Different. <laughs> right? Adjustment period. Flexibility. Okay, different isn't bad. The new baby's not bad. It's just different. But oftentimes, you know what I'm talking about, in, in any time in our life, in any area of our life, man, something different happens, a change is made, and it's this feeling of, man, it's just different. And there's this temptation for us as human beings to think that different is bad. Different is not bad. Different is just different. Change is not bad. Change is just change. And in our new facility, it's going to be different. It's going to be a change. And as your leader, I'm just trying to position all of us to be aware of that. So here's what that means, and I'm super excited about this too. I got a lot to be excited about today. Okay, here's, here's the, all right, and this is, this is, some of you have been asking us for this for like seven stinking years, and I've been like, just wait, just wait, just wait. Well, guess what, you guys? We now have an opportunity. When we move in, from the first weekend we move in, in order to accommodate all of us, as well as others that God is going to begin to bring to us in faith, here's what we know. We know we're going to need some more space. So the weekend we move in, we are launching. We are adding a Saturday night worship experience at 530. Woo! You think I'm on fire in the mornings. You should see me at night. It's going to be awesome. So Saturday night, 530. Additionally, in order to give us extra time in the parking lot to get things changed over on Sundays, as well as like our foyer and kids zone areas, instead of 30 minutes between our services like we have now, we're going to be putting 45 minutes between them. So for easy math, here's what that means. Saturdays at 5.30, Sundays at 9.30 and 11.30. 5.30, 9.30, 11.30. It's got a good ring to it, doesn't it? Come on, everybody together. Ready? 530, 930, 1130. Guys, it's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited. And let me just kind of throw this challenge out there about the whole Saturday night thing. Which, by the way, I've talked to dozens of you about the Saturday night thing, and I've never had one of you who's been like, oh, I hate it. No, just the opposite. I think Saturday nights are gonna be uh amazing. I think they're gonna be great. Okay, I think it's gonna be awesome. Let me just challenge you. To start praying about and consider now coming out with your family or with your friends to Saturday nights. I think the 5.30 hour is perfect for people to, with families, with kids, to come to church, to be a part of what God's doing, and then get those kids home and get them to bed in good time so you can have all day Sunday. I think Saturdays are going to be perfect for others. So you'll be able to come to church and then go out to dinner afterwards with friends or with your connection group. You'll be able to go catch dinner. Some of us, you can attend on Saturday night and be like, listen, I'm going to come and I'm going to, I'm going to serve on Saturday night. And I'm going to usher. I'm going to greet. Or I'm going to you know, be on the prayer team Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, you can come in and just worship God on Sunday mornings. Listen, guys, I think adding that third environment is going to just give us such amazing flexibility flexibility and the ability to reach more and more people who are away from God, who are lost, who are hurting, who are broken. Listen, every one of us knows somebody who God wants to touch. And here's what we know. Clearly, the most popular environments or times for lost people or de-churched people or unchurched people is your Sunday morning times, the 9.30 and 11.30 zone. Clearly, those are the ones that, that people who aren't used to going to church like to go to. 
So here's what I think. I think that if we can get several hundred of us to switch from Sunday mornings to, sa- to Saturday nights, I think that's going to create space for more people to get impacted with the message of God. I think that more people are going to have their lives changed simply by several of us, several hundred of us making the switch from Sunday to Saturday. Does that make sense? And, and listen, and even more than the Saturday-Sunday thing and all that, which I think is totally cool, listen, in, every, in a bunch of other ways as we make this transition into our new space, it's going to require flexibility. It wasn't Jesus who said it, but it was somebody definitely who was spiritual who said, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be broken. Okay, again, it's not in the Bible. Jesus didn't say it. He said a lot of good things. He didn't say that. Blessed are the, but I think it's true. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall be broken. So, watch this. Here's, let me go a little pastoral for a second. Here's what we don't need. Here's what we, we don't need when we make this transition and things are different. Difference is not bad. Difference is different. Let's change. Change is not bad. Change is change. Right? Okay, here's what we don't need. What we don't need or want, which I think is a huge spiritual indicator of our heart condition, is when we move in and we go, I can't believe it. Okay, don't do that. You know why? Because I think that reveals something about our heart. I thought you said you were going to be pastoral. I am. Guys, listen, how we navigate through seasons of transition and change in our life shows us a lot. It's a great barometer about what God has done and is doing in our heart. Who's our faith centered around? Is it centered around us? And our needs, our wants, our comfort, our deal? Or is it centered around him and what he wants and his glory and the flame he's called us to be, the the light he's called us to shine See, I think a time of transition and change like this is a great opportunity for us to be stretched in our faith. So can I just challenge you? Yes, we have a responsibility, but secondly, there's a flexibility that's going to come with the transition that we're about to make. Does that make sense? All right, and the third thing that I think we got to grab a hold of with this new light that God has called us to shine is a tangibility. A tangibility. Matt, is that a fruit? No, that's a tangelo. This is tangibility, all right? Here's the deal. The Bible makes it clear that you and I, as God's children, are meant to be the hands and feet of Jesus to the world around us. It was James, the brother of Jesus, who wrote in his letter and said it this way, show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by my deeds, by what I do. It was James who, who said, listen, you can talk all you want about your faith, but at the end of the day, I'm going to back up my faith with my actions, with my deeds. God desires for every one of us to do something, to put our faith in action, to be the spark that creates the flame that God's light can shine through. So what about us? Tangibly, what can we do in the next 10 weeks? To be a part of this flame that God is generating. Will we serve? Will we pray? Will we give sacrificially? Will we participate? How will we tangibly participate in this flame that God is igniting into an inferno in the days ahead? See, over the last nine years, God has given us strategic moments where the flame that he's trusted us with has gotten significantly brighter. When we started in the coffee shop, it was indeed just a spark. When we moved and launched Sunday mornings at the movie theater, at the Bell Tower movie theater, the spark got a little brighter. 
Five years ago, when we moved from the movie theater to here, the spark got a little brighter. It became a flame. And now, I believe we are headed into another one of those strategic moments where this flame is going to become bigger than any of us have ever imagined. So, what are we asking you to do? Three things. They're in your bulletin. Number one, get to a Discover event. Get signed up for a Discover event. If you've been standing on the sidelines, again, that's not a condemning thing. That's not any of that. It just is what it is. If you've not been in the game, we need you. We need your gift. We need your passion. We need your talent. Get to those next Sunday night. Two ways to do that. You can see it there in your bulletin. There's a website, nextlevelchurch.com slash discoverNLC. Get signed up. Tell us how many are coming and who needs child care. Dinner's provided. Or you can simply take your connection card today in your bulletin on the right side. Rip it off. Write your name, how many are coming next Sunday night to the warehouse. How many children need child care? Just put it in the offering bucket as it goes by. Number two, commit to Saturday nights. Would you consider committing to Saturday night? I think if you try it, I think you'll like it. I think it's going to just be fun. Two syllables on the word fun. And number three, don't come alone on Easter. Don't come alone on Easter. I know it seems like it's a long way off, but guys, would you start praying now about who God would give you opportunity to invite to our grand opening Easter weekend, April 23rd and 24th? See, I believe it's true. I believe it's true that it only takes a spark to set an entire forest on fire. Where would South Africa be without Nelson Mandela Mandela as the spark? Where would America be without Martin Luther King as the spark? Where would every one of us be without Henry Ford as the spark? I can tell you we'd be riding around in a horse and carriage. Where would we be without Bill Gates and Steve Jobs as the spark? We'd be using pocket calculators. Guys, where would our city be without the spark? Where would our nation be without the spark? Where would Southwest Florida be without the spark? And each and every one of us have been given an opportunity to put our spark with everybody else's spark to create a flame that is Next Level Church that will shine bright in the years ahead. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for the spark that you've called us to be. Father, I pray for courage. I pray for strength. I pray for excitement and energy and momentum as we move forward into this transition and do all that you have for us in this next season of our church. God, I pray for 200 people to get out of the stands and onto the field, to come off of the sidelines and on the field, to offer their gift for your glory. Father, would you use us to be a spark and a flame that would impact Southwest Florida, our nation, and our world in the days ahead like we've never imagined was possible before. In Jesus' name we pray. And all across this room, everyone said,